If you're always on the go like myself and don't have time to sit down and read, Audible.com is a great source to be able to catch up on the latest bestsellers. Listen to it while on the road or at the gym. Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Audible carries Audible books in every genre imaginable business, classics, history, self development, just to name a few. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash replay and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Currently, I am listening to the classic One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, Black Fish, Blue Fish, Old Fish, New Fish. Okay, that's、This、genius. Go to audible.com slash replay. That's audible.com slash replay and get started today. I'm happy to be introducing another fascinating person, Aaron Levy of Box. So I see you have the signature. Is that your Apple Watch? It could be. What's the. I don't know. Bad review just for that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think.、Uh, but you have your signature、uh, sneakers on, so that's great.、Um, so, since the last interview was all about security, yes, we could start with that.、Uh, I actually like, I like going after Kevin Mandia because anything can be happier. So,、um, <laughs> we, can,、uh, we don't have to talk about t- planes being taken down. And,、uh, um, so, that, so that's、good. not part of your business model?、Uh, no, we're, we're trying to keep the planes in the sky. So. Good. That's, that's what we're You're the、doing. ones doing that? We're one of the ones doing that. Good.、Um, so, obviously, there's a lot of.、Uh, you're in the cloud storage business. You're going to tell us, tell me, I think, that you're in a bigger business than that. Correct. We'll get to that.、Yep. But When do you want me to do that? <laughs> whenever it's appropriate, Within, but not right okay, now. Okay, fine. Okay.、Um, why is your. Or is your cloud storage more secure than, say, Dropbox and Google Drive and. OneDrive and on and on, all the many competitors. Sure. Yeah. So, actually, playing right off the, the, the security conversation, this has actually become one of the most important topics for us and our, our customers over the past you know, maybe two, three quarters. So,、um, you know, there's, there's a difference between the security of the infrastructure and the architecture of your systems, which I think、uh, the, all of the companies you just mentioned have, have great infrastructure, great architecture from a security standpoint. Um, and then the actual capabilities that you're enabling your customers to have to help protect their information. So, what we do because we work only with enterprises is we build、um, advanced technology to help our customers take security into their own hands and then thus protect their critical information. So,、um, uh, you know, we work with General Electric and Aetna and Eli Lilly and AstraZeneca and Amgen, and they have a lot of critical intellectual property that they want to ensure、uh, is protected and, and remains as secure as possible. So, we give them the tools and the capabilities.、Um, Um, to, to keep that information s e c u r e So, give me just one example of something you give your customers that Dropbox doesn't in the security area. Yeah, so,、um, so a couple things. I mean, we have native information rights management. So, as you're sharing content across a, a very large group of people and you want to have individualized permissions of all the, the types of people that can access that information with very granular controls. That's all baked directly into our platform. Or if you want to plug us into your security event system and have complete reporting on every single access that happened on the system, every event that happens on Box, 
reports a log that then can go into your security system. So, and I can't do that with any of the others I mentioned. Um, not the level of depth that we do. So we have a we have a strong uh, ecosystem of uh, of security partners that we work pretty closely with. We just actually launched a new technology which lets customers manage their own encryption key. So um, uh, that's a, a first for our industry. So you can actually control your own encryption key um, on your Box account. So large enterprises that have um, a heavy sort of security or regulatory requirements uh, now get all of the benefit of our cloud platform, but with the security and control of an on-premises system. Okay, so uh, let's let's talk about the landscape of the cloud storage business. Yeah. Um, just give us, I mean, you, you look out over these people that are your competitors, at least on the level of your basic product. You've been at this 10 years 10 now. years, yeah. I've been thinking about files for about 10 and a half years, uh, which is, which I'm is. I'm so sorry. I know, I, um, I do not recommend that to anyone. So yeah. um, it's, uh, it's just way too many years thinking about file storage. File storage, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what is the, I mean, it, obviously it seems to have taken off yeah. for uh, businesses and consumers in the last few years in a yeah. big way. Uh, We're happy about that. I can't think of anyone who's not in it in some way. Apple, even Apple is in it. Uh, I say even Apple because you don't think of them as a big cloud company. Right. But they are. Um, so. Have you launched a product yet in this space? Uh, I can't announce it. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, fine. Term, but okay, Recode a storage. interviewer. Yes. Uh, Recode sharing. Recode, well, it's, it's, it's actually aimed at enterprises okay. and it's more secure than yours. Because I need more competition, so yeah. this is good. Okay, yeah, really good. We've got, um, we've got this... Industrial uh, strength. I Kara's just watching over the servers. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's, People behind us? What's it's based on fear of Kara. Right, yes. Yeah, that, actually, honestly, North Korea should be very afraid. <laughs> yeah, so. they should. Yes. So how do you look at the landscape? Yeah, so it's, um, it's obviously a, a dynamic landscape in the sense that there's lots of different kinds of variations on, on, this, uh, on this category. So we started the company 10, 10 and a half years ago is when we got the idea. We launched the product 10 years ago, and at that point, um, uh, your, your favorite product, um, Yahoo Briefcase, uh, was really the only product that existed. And they gave you, I think, 20 megabytes of storage space online, so you could basically store half a document. Um, in the cloud, and then you had to then. Well, well ten years ago, twenty megabytes. That is that's bigger. Than that's like does. your whole hard drive. You're right. Fair point. So, um, so basically, uh, this thing Yahoo briefcase existed. This other product called X Drive existed. Very. I mean, I'm bringing back probably crazy memories for you. But um, did you ever review these things? I do review things. Okay. Yes. No. Did but did you review? <laughs> no, these I things? didn't review Yahoo okay. briefcase. Okay. It was a really. A I did product. review Sugar Sync, but yeah. that was a different deal. That was that even. Was yeah. That was synchronization and storage. Right. Anyway. So, so we were in college just hanging around, and like all college student, students do, we were thinking, you know, how do we do file storage in the cloud? And, um, <laughs> and the idea was how, um, if, if the cost of storage goes down every single year, if people wanted to access information from more devices over time, um, we, we, I had uh, one of those blue Blackberries, and so the, this, you could definitely tell that in the future you'd want to be able to access your data from anywhere. And, um, and then browsers were, were getting uh, more performant and, and being able to deliver richer experiences. So Firefox had just emerged, and it was, it was becoming apparent that a bunch of these factors could come together, and you'd want all of your data securely accessible and shareable with anyone you want without any sort of storage medium or any kind of server that you had to manage. You wanted all of that in the cloud. So we started this company, and it was first focused on both consumers and small businesses, but within about a year of, of uh, launching the company, dropping out of college, we decided that let's actually focus it entirely on the enterprise market where we could be more disruptive to a lot of the legacy enterprise players. 
So the, the part of the market that actually we go after is the part that most people don't really talk much about, which is actually the on-premises infrastructure and storage systems and content management software of, of, of the enterprise. And the other companies that do cloud storage? Well, they... they, they I, I mean, how do you look at the landscape? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, um, uh, so I was only a fourth of the way through the story. So, um, so basically, the... I know. Well, okay. That's yeah. why I was trying to... You were trying to bring me to the, to the actual... Back to the question. Key point. Yeah. So... Because um, I'm an experienced interviewer. Right. That's what it is. No, this is good. Um, so, um, so basically, uh, you've probably heard of EMC and NetApp. I mean, not products that you tend yeah. to review. No, but I, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I think the enterprise industry is disappointed about. I mean, we'd love <laughs> you to really write a great review about okay. uh, multi-petabyte storage systems. So, um, so most enterprises, if you're GE, you have 300,000 employees. You spend, um, uh, you know, at least a, a few years ago, you spent tens of millions of dollars storing all of your critical information. And so all of a sudden what happens is all these new mobile devices emerge, all of these people are trying to work in new ways, and you need uh, a more... And at first they stop, they try to stop them from using those mobile devices. That's their first move. Yeah, so, so at, at first, at, that, that actually largely has stopped. So, so that was the case in like 2010, 2011, 2012. Now everyone is letting people essentially use any mobile device that they want um, in the enterprise, and that's bringing your own device, and there's, there's security solutions that help you secure those devices. So all of a sudden, new devices are entering, new ways of working are emerging, and you need a more secure way to, to share and collaborate around your content. And what we do is we have software that, that, that helps. And again, yep, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. So, so that's what we do. And we end up replacing a lot of the legacy infrastructure, legacy storage systems. Our competitors are way more focused on, the, at least the ones that you mentioned, are, are way more focused on the personal use cases. So how do you synchronize all of your files between your computers, maybe share with a couple people in a team. But if you think about a multinational conglomerate that okay. has a lot of security issues that wants to be able to share around the world, that's what our product is essentially. And Microsoft for. isn't interested in that. Market. Well, they're very interested in it, and that's that's probably our primary competitor. But when we go after them uh, in the enterprise and we go head to head, we win two thirds of the time. And Dropbox isn't trying to edge in there. I mean, they've been trying for six years now. So I, every year we see them a little bit more up market. But this is a, a space that we've dedicated our, our whole business to for eight years. Okay, so you uh, aren't. I think you're not profitable at the moment, right? It depends on your definition, but um, no, we're not. So. <laughs> it depends I think, on your definition. I think that's like an unapproved SEC comment, by the way. So if we can avoid, um, if we can avoid tweeting. Would that you? One. Everybody should yeah. add no I'm, tweeting. Edit that out. Yeah. 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 Just, I'm getting used. You to know the that there have been thing. a thousand yeah. tweets while you were saying that. Right. Yeah. Understood. Uh, okay. So. Um, uh, how are you going to fix that? What what is how are you going to make yourself not even though you say even though you say your yeah your distinctiveness is that you're enterprise and you're you're more secure. You gave several examples and you beat Microsoft when you go up against them. Um, you have bigger plans. So yeah. what talk about your bigger plans? Yeah, and no, I mean the reason that we're investing the way we are and um, is because again when you look at that legacy uh, investment in infrastructure and storage and content management software, it's tens of billions of dollars are being spent every year in the enterprise on on the traditional way of solving this problem. Still, still, even every, though they know about you, even though they know, you about have us. called them. We have we've tried to call. You've every emailed them. You've we're, gone and seen. That's them. what our money is going toward. And they're still to this old thing? Well, you have risk, you have compliance, you have CISOs, you have embedded just IT sort of mindsets, and it takes a very long time. I mean, um, if you look at even Salesforce.com, 
the, the vast majority of, of dollars going into CRM doesn't necessarily go to Salesforce.com. It still goes a, around lots of legacy systems. So, so in every industry, you still have large amounts of incumbent technologies that, that the world is going to be able to move off from. So what we're doing is we're investing in, in the platform, the go-to-market, the sales, the partnerships to go bring all of those enterprises into our, our model and our so way. So you just said one of the magic Silicon Valley words, uh -huh. platform. Platform. Yes. Everyone wants to be a platform. Correct. That's how you raise your valuation. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, and you've done a good job of that. Uh, the, so tell me how you're going to become a platform. Yeah, so we've, we've spent, again, a, a decade now building a bunch of technology that helps uh, enterprises store, share, and, and securely work with their information. Right, and their we content. get that we, I, I'm going to just reinforce it every time. And, um, and, and in the process, we built a bunch of capabilities that are really, really differentiated. So metadata, workflow, content management, really boring things for you. But the kind of things that not go... Not anymore. No, no, of course, not after tonight. So these are the kinds of things that every business application, whether you're building a real estate application or building a financial services um, collaboration tool or you're building a supply chain application, every single application going after the enterprise needs the ability to store content, secure it, uh, introduce workflows around it and so what we're doing with our platform is actually embedding our technology into these applications so developers whether it's a an enterprise or a software company going after the enterprise can dramatically accelerate their ability to go innovate and then use our technology to, to help make that happen. And when did you begin this? Uh, uh, well we've, we've had APIs actually for, for eight years um, and uh, but tomorrow is our developer conference and uh, we have a, a sort of an all-new way to think about our platform that that we've never exposed before. So, and that is, I can't tell you, but um, it's going to be really exciting. And uh, and I encourage <laughs> I encourage you to come to uh, the keynote tomorrow morning. So, yeah, yeah. Could you give us any broad hint? Because if you've had seriously, yeah, now, yeah, you've had APIs. I assume you've had an SDK of some kind. Many or, kinds. Yep. And uh, some people have presumably. I don't know how many, but yeah. some people have presumably adopted this. We have nearly 50,000 developers on the platform. So Great. Yes. So what can you do to make that even better? Yeah, so so right now... That, I, I, I know you're not going to tell us your understood. keynote, but give us a broad... I love the practice on you guys, if that's fine. It's Good. Just, it takes about two hours. So. Yeah, no. Um, okay. So we um, so basically today we have APIs which let a developer um, access uh, securely the content that, that, that you've stored uh, with your permission. Uh, but you really can't expose a lot of the key capabilities of our platform in your application today. Um, and that's just because of limitations of our, of our, um, of our services around that. So uh, we have some exciting ways that, that developers can, again, take advantage of all of the work that we've done over the past decade and help dramatically accelerate their ability to go build um, really great transformative enterprise software. So your APIs might not have been good enough, but now they will be? The APIs were They'll very like good. superb. There's just new Tomorrow. ways to, to use them. New ways to use them. Yes. Okay. Um, so if big, giant corporations, yes. or as you like to call them, enterprises, Correct. even though they're the least enterprising part of the American economy, okay. um, are, go, are are wanting to get digital and wanting to, uh, you know, become, develop much more interesting software, I presume not only for their internal yep. workflows, but for their customers, whatever. Yeah. Um, why would they base it off box, yeah. even if they trust you and they've used you for years, and not off, 
IBM, who they probably also have a relationship with in some way, not necessarily storage, but for other things. Right. Or HP, or you know, whoever else is out there that they have a relationship with that's technically competent and knows right. about software. Why would they say, oh, we want to develop an app to talk to our customers, yeah. and uh, we'll base it off Box, which does our cloud storage. Yeah, so uh, remember we don't just do cloud storage, so um, just going to reinforce that. But um, we, uh, so if you're... But that's the heart of it. That, that, uh, you have to store data to enable all the things that we do. Get it. Right. That's what I mean by the heart of it. Exactly, the heart. Um, so, uh, so basically, the, 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 what's happening in the enterprise, if you're GE um, and you have, you're making jet engines and you're transforming how you're making jet engines. Is GE, your, they're not your only customer because you no, like to use them as an example. I do. I do. Because it sort of, it, it, it's like a valuable big brand, but we can go after some others. So if you're the Gap and you're a large retailer, um, or you're Eli Lilly, and uh, you like to collaborate around the world with all your drug development. Or if you're um, if you're Paramount or Disney, uh, which uses Box for for sharing and collaborating. Okay, cool. All, all of these different industries. Um, uh, what's happening is uh, there's two major forces of change in your business. The first is that the ways that you're working internally are totally different because of there's new workers, there's new there's new sort of ways of working, and solutions like Box, but not just Box, lots of different kinds of applications, Zendesk, Salesforce.com, Workday, Slack, all these new applications are completely changing the way that you're working internally. Right. But at the same time, you have all these new competitive forces that are changing the way that your customers are buying services. And often, actually, those, those competitive capabilities are coming from the valley. So if you're in transportation, Uber is your number one sort of thing that you're thinking about. If you're in hospitality, you're thinking about Airbnb. If you're in life sciences, you're thinking about 23andMe. So you're talking about the incumbent industries which are facing these disruptive companies yeah. out of the valley. And the challenge is if you're one of these incumbent companies and you're going to try and be competitive and you're going to try and actually deliver on the new expectations that consumers have, but you're relying on legacy systems to do that, there's no way you're going to be competitive. Right? There's no way to build world-class user experiences, digital experiences, if the underlying systems that you're building those off of have been around for decades. That's just not possible because all of the startups, all of the disruptive companies have the benefit of being able to build from scratch on Amazon or any of these next generation platforms. But incumbent companies are usually being held back because they look around their IT environment and they say, what technology do I have and how can I solve this well, problem? Maybe they have an Oracle database. Or maybe they have an Oracle database. And, um, and that's not going to cut it, you're saying? Depends on what, what the use case is, um, but, uh, but there's definitely you know, a better alternatives for certain kinds of applications. And if you're, if you're thinking from, from scratch and from first principles and you say, what is the new experience I'm trying to create and what are the best technology to help me solve that problem, that's how a startup thinks. And what's happening is more and more uh, what we would call legacy enterprises uh, or blue chip companies are recognizing the only way they're going to be competitive, the only way they're going to essentially go digital is if they start to build technology and build experiences the same way this startup would. And uh, the role that we play, but ultimately the role that I think the software ecosystem plays, is to empower these companies to actually deliver on these transformational experiences. So I think that's really fascinating. Yes. Uh, I'm still a little unsure of why they, because you just said the role you play and the role of software. Yeah, so we so, can't, we can't so power can, it directly. So can't IBM say, hey, we also have software, yes. and we're, you have a relationship with us, yep. we know you also have a relationship with Box, but the relationship with us, so build your new stuff that will help you compete with Uber or whoever on our platform of stuff. 
So um, I think IBM is is a great company, um, and uh, and and I'm a big fan of IBM. Uh, but uh, let me ask you. I'm a I, fan of the Red Sox. Okay, but that's okay. Got it. Um, the um, uh, I, I guess my question to you would be: If you were having to think about reinventing your business, would you think about how would you think about the platform choices that you would be making, uh, and then you can make that decision for yourself? You're you're interviewing me. Yes. No. Do you, would you choose? Not interviewing would, me, actually. Would, would, would you? <laughs> so the question is, would you choose the platform that has? Yeah, been I would. I would choose the platform that worked the best for us. Right. So that and and what's happening? And we have. I mean, we're yeah. we're a startup, obviously, but we have we have some choices we have to make, yeah. like our content management system. And so what's happening like is that. is that more and more enterprises are realizing that they have to make that same kind of choice. They can't just go with what they've been doing for the past. Right. Couple but of my question is, why yeah. are you the better? Oh, why is it oh, better sorry. for them oh. to say, yeah. let's start with yeah. our with Box yeah. instead of let's start with HP or IBM or somebody else? Just the we 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 were born in a in a cloud world in a cloud and mobile world. So everything about our architecture, everything about our systems is has been invented for solving exactly this problem. So from the ground up, every piece of our technology is meant for delivering these kinds of capabilities and solutions. So it's cheaper, it's faster, you can you know, get developing within minutes, um, and, uh, and it just completely changes the, the customer proposition. So uh, there have been some uh, uh, excellent articles written about you. Uh, uh, I'm happy to say that Eric Hesseldahl has written a couple, three of them, and yep. uh, some newspaper wrote one the other day, published in New York, I'm not sure, but... Yep. Um, I think that was the New York Post or something. That, New York Post, okay, that's yeah. it, yeah. Okay. And uh, New York Times, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was great, uh, but they these, these articles all tend to point out, it actually was a, a very good article, and they all tend to point out that you spend a lot of money on marketing, a lot of money, and it's, it's down some, but it's still pretty high, and that includes the free accounts you mm -hmm. offer, which is obviously a customer acquisition tool. Yep. Um, uh, how are you going to reduce that, or do you have any plans to reduce that? Well, uh, it's not that we're going to reduce it. It's that as a as a sort of percentage of revenue, it will become smaller over time, and that that's sort of what has happened over the past um, you know year or so. When we've we've had uh, we've essentially been updating our quarterly numbers for over a year. Because um, that's when we that's when we filed. But um, uh, what what the benefit of the recurring revenue business model, which I think everyone in this room is probably well versed in, is um, is as long as you're making your customers incredibly you know happy and successful, they continue to stay with you. And and in our business, they actually grow over time. Um, so we have a net retention rate that is over 100 percent because the customer is actually deploying it more and more within their organization. And so while we spend to acquire a customer more than, than their sort of year one revenue, um, if we keep that customer for two or three or five or even more years than that, um, they become highly profitable. So, so what, what happens is um, you have a, a, a base of sort of essentially fixed costs of sales and marketing, which is, which is our, our uh, team that, that goes out and works with these customers, but then you have a recurring revenue uh, stream that grows every single year um, and gets larger and larger, which is why that, that sort of efficiency has shown in the business model over the past year. So I would more just say, just you'll continue to see that efficiency improve at almost kind of every quarter going forward. And that's a promise. No, I mean, it's because uh, we can't make forward-looking statements now, but um, uh, what I can say is... You can uh, here. We have an SEC... Oh, God, this is a sort of a, a yeah. special zone that if they create. If you're created. in a yeah. place with wine barrels, even... Then you can say anything you want. Yeah. Um, so uh, all I would say is, is that uh, you can expect that we will get more efficient over time, and that's, again, more of a function of just revenue growth, not as a function of us 
sort of spending less in sales and marketing. But you do have a couple of competitors who have a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money. Uh, you have Google, you have Microsoft, which, I mean, I've mentioned those two. Yep. I don't have any clue about whether app, Apple typically doesn't care about enterprise right. as much as some of the other big companies. They are a, the biggest company, the biggest market cap company, I think, yep. in any industry. And they have, they have, I believe they have some cash. They have a hundred and whatever, seventy, yep. eighty billion dollars in yep. cash. Uh, almost is that almost as much as you? I'm not sure. Um, well, we didn't. Ra yeah, I mean, uh, we almost raised that much in the IPO, but um, we we kind of decided to go a little bit less. Okay, not good. break the world financial markets. No. So uh, and we appreciate that. Yeah, Thank no you. Um, so, but you have these deep pocketed people who yeah. are, who are doing something like what you started to do ten years ago, and some of them have been doing it for for years. I would actually, actually say most of the most of the companies you name, we actually have pretty strong partnerships with. So, um, so for instance, with Google, when they launched Android for Work, we were one of the first three apps that they uh, essentially included right. in that. With Apple, we're a very big developer on the iOS kind of platforms, and we work together from a go-to-market standpoint. Microsoft, we actually were one of the couple partners that they announced a new uh, storage integration program um, uh, for integrating the files and content that you have on Box with Office 365. So, so I think the, the biggest change of all in the enterprise is it's not as zero-sum as it was right. maybe in the 90s and, and early 2000s where you had just massive consolidation and massive almost kind of vertical integration, not in the, the, the sort of literal kind of um, uh, economic sense, but, but in the fact that you had all these applications that were kind of glued to one another from a single vendor. What's changed is that Apple, Google, Microsoft, HP, IBM, all of these players recognize they're going to have to have um, they're going to have core value propositions, and then they're going to want to be surrounded by ecosystem partners that enhance that value proposition, but that, that, they, that they can also complement. Right, like if you have a, some kind of app, like a spreadsheet app or something on, 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 on an iPad. Um, Kevin mentioned you're safer on an iPad. I believe that was a, kind of a subliminal Apple commercial. Yes. I'm not sure. Um, CEO, should, I think he said CEO should use iPads. I think so. That was pretty clear. Smaller attack surface. Yep. Um, but a lot of those apps, I've noticed just in the last year or year or two, are saying, um, well, you want to integrate this service that we don't own right. in, in, where you're storing your stuff. Do you right. want to integrate this service? So that's where yeah. largely our, our 50,000 developers so far have been integrating us. So. Uh, and the announcement tomorrow is a, a sort of all-new way to think about building on top of box. It does it involve holograms? Just tell me that. Um, you're you're on the right. Uh, you're definitely on the right path. Thanks. So, yes. Okay. Questions. Does anyone want to ask this guy any questions? Because he's very shy. I hope you're not shy on this. Hi, Laura okay. Cooney at Cisco. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hi. I love box. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> there we go. I use it all the time. How much oh. did he pay you to come and say that? Yes. <laughs> oh, um, I'm not answering that. Uh, <laughs> so my question is, you talked a lot about traditional competitors, but we didn't really talk about untraditional competitors. So when you're looking at Amazon S3 and storage costs, perhaps for Salesforce developers, Salesforce.com yeah. developers, those are really, really high. Yeah. So are you looking at price points and coming in at that angle in terms of competitive as well as using that is a strong developer angle? Yeah, yeah. So on the developer side, um, probably our best angle is not to compete on the dimension of the cost of storage, but actually on the cost of all of the other services you would have to build above the storage to get a similar value proposition. So we, we uh, because of how fast the rate of storage prices um, are going down, 
Uh, we believe in, in a, a future world where storage is infinite and free, and there's, you don't think about the actual megabytes or gigabytes or terabytes, but instead just the value on top of that storage. So already for our enterprise customers, so if, you, uh, if you're at Cisco, then um, you're actually getting unlimited storage from Box. So you don't ever have to worry about your storage limitations, um, but the value that we're providing is, is the layer above the storage, and that's really where our differentiation is. The same is true for developers. So uh, if you just want really, really low-cost storage, then S3 is a great option. But if you want HIPAA compliance and FINRA compliance, and if you want to go after the federal government, or you want PCI compliance, or you want workflows built into your software so you don't have to worry about any of that related to the files, that's where our value is going to be able to be delivered. So um, the same will be true in the, in, in the software ecosystem that we go work with. Um, and, uh, and that's really where our, our differentiation, I think, is going to be. Okay. Other questions? I think. Hey. Hi, it's Deb Montner with FireLayers. Thank you for the great uh, information. I'm especially excited to hear about your security enhancements. Yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit about you know the financial services industry and their uptake for, uh, for cloud services. Are you making traction there, or how, how many banks are you working with now? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're starting to see a lot of traction in, in financial services, um, mostly because over the past couple of years we've been working on some advanced encryption technology. So that's Box EKM, which lets the customer control their own encryption key. Um, but we also uh, have an industries uh, sort of solutions effort called Box for Industries, and we announced Box for Financial Services in, um, in February. So that does things like FINRA compliance with data retention. Uh, we have watermarking coming out natively um, on top of the content on Box. Uh, we have a number of uh, partnerships in the space with major system integrators. So banks, asset managers, uh, investment banks, retail banks, asset managers, credit card companies, uh, insurance companies, uh, we're starting to see uh, a lot more interest and demand in uh, throughout the ecosystem to be able to move to the cloud, uh, at least for our solution. What we're trying to do from an industry standpoint is see if we can actually connect all of this up to the regulators to say, what is a modern way that a financial services institution can be regulated if they're going to be using these advanced technologies? And one of the biggest inhibitors to a lot of these industries to be become more innovative um, and be able to actually transform themselves digitally uh, is the regulatory uh, uh, sort of controls that, that are, are in their industry. So whether it's the FDA in life sciences or OCC or SEC in financial services, um, we want to be actually working with the regulators to help our customers begin to actually digitize their businesses. And how's that going, working with the regulators? Uh, it's, um, it, it takes a long time, um, but uh, we are, uh, we're actually pretty hopeful that, at least under this administration, um, there's a lot of interest in, in being, being way more innovative uh, and being able to drive a lot more updates to regulations that, that can let companies um, begin to move more toward the future. So uh, it's early, but, but we're pretty hopeful that at least the, we know that DC understands the problem, so now the question is, uh, can they actually work through their own um, you know, bureaucracies to, to you know, do anything about it? The answer to that is probably not, but. It was saying about cyber risk, and you're being, it's a, you know, target financial services is a big target yep so um, what do you think about uh, cloud application security brokers CISBs what role do they play yeah I mean I, I think fire layers is one. I'm sorry fire layers is one. okay got it 
Yeah, so I mean, I think that, that there's going to be different roles uh, in the industry. So as an application provider or as a platform provider, we need to bake in a lot of security directly into our technology. But at the same time, we need to work with other security services um, to federate identity, for uh, doing application security, for security event logging, all of that. Um, and so we think that there's going to be a, a bunch of different services and a bunch of different partnerships that, that we need to create for this industry. Thank you so much, Aaron. Well, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. <laughs>